You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, you guys. Today we are talking about the past, present, and future of your marriage by way of The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I thought we would have some fun with Enneagram stances today and talk and sort of geek out about uh, a concept that I talk about in the very end of my book, The Enneagram in Marriage, Your Guide to Thriving Together in Your Unique Pairing. I am all about the glossary of terms in a book I don't know. Not an overwhelming, exhaustive encyclopedia but just a nice glossary to really help me to really glean from any kind of book I'm interested in. So of course, when it was time to write my book, I wanted to make sure that we had the terms we needed for processing. But some of the terms that are really important in the Enneagram world and that will honestly, more than anything, help your marriage are in that glossary. So today I thought we would find a creative way to bring these terms to you so that you can grab your copy out and look them up if you don't, you know, get it all from this or you're like, wait, wait, I'm trying to figure out what does she mean by past, present, future with this type, that type, or that type. Um, because I'm going through this today with a fun holiday lens, as you heard, Dickens Christmas Carol. And I just happened to have finished reading it for the season and really love Dickens. And he's not the same level as Austin or Tolkien for me, but he's not that far behind either because he is just such a great master of character. So I love to read authors who just speak so beautifully and in such depth about people that you can just picture it, especially when it's a couple of hundred years ago. And I just sit there and think about that sometimes like, wow, how are people so similar to how they once were? So that, my friend, is why I had to just add this to our roster because it's a great story and it covers, as you know, the past, present, and future, basically this, the relationship stances. And so we're going to talk about those. You can look them up in my book. And also don't forget, we're starting our 12 days of deals and you have access to some of the bonuses that I was sharing only with my launch team before and all of our products are on sale. So I'm greatly excited for that too. And I want to be less Scrooge-like as we read this book, as all of us want to be at this time of year. We're like, wait, how can I be the most generous? What can I do in my family to give in secret? What can I do to give in my business? What can I do to give to my friends, my family? And I hope that you get a taste of that here with me over the next two weeks business-wise, but I hope more than ever in your marriage, you feel that as a result of this podcast. So it's a mini one. We're going to have some fun with it. So what we see in A Christmas Carol, as you know, with the 
this tale of Scrooge is that he is coming into the awareness that he has lived a very selfish life. If we were to just put on instinct talk for a moment, we would see that he has lived in the uh, self-pres instinct so much that he has looked for his own comfort to the point that he is such a scarcity mindset that even his own comforts have been spared for saving money. But that's his favorite part. There's all these zones of each of the instincts and the zone of saving money is the one that he's all about. So he's just like, I am not caring about others. That's what the poor houses are for. That's what taxes are for. And I am not giving another cent. So he is miserly and stays in that self-press resourcing the whole time. And a lot of people in his life are affected. And so when we uh, see that instinct and then we get to see him come out to see, okay, here's how the one-to-one could look when I influence uh, a small group of people or even uh, see a marriage. And then here's how I could give social we see him branch out so beautifully. And that's at the heart of the Christmas message for us in the tale is when we stop doing self-pres, we lean into this presence of, wow, I could do so much. I could shine so bright in the world if I'm more giving and loving and less self-focused. Doesn't mean we forget ourselves. It just means that we allow ourselves to get reuptake and then give out. And we know that there's great research that goes right with that to tell us you are in good hands when you do that. I know it takes a moment of faith to come outside of yourself and to love, but it is so worth it. And like I said, it's also backed up. So you are good to go with the ancient text, with the Bible, with modern research too. Um, But that's a great trajectory. Now, in this particular episode, we're looking especially, however, at stances. As I said, we're looking at the past, the present, and the future of your life, of your marriage. And and through the lens of Scrooge, we remember that when he looks with the ghost of Christmas past and with his ex-partner, Marley, who's now dead as a door now, and I love how Dickens goes into that whole simile. He's like, I don't know why uh, we do this, but yes, this is the way we talk about uh, death is through simile. So anywho, we know that he is long gone and he is sharing this message with Scrooge and Scrooge's eyes are open to seeing a lot of people sort of haunting in this purgatorium, if you will. And he is aware that a lot of people have undone deeds that they would have loved to do had they just another day on earth, another chance to be kind. And he even gets to see some of the past, some of the traumas of the past where he's looking at his old family and he's seeing, okay, yeah, I could have gone home when my family repaired, but I chose to stay miserable. I chose to make people pay for it. I chose to let it haunt me. Uh, He had a love that he could have made both of their lives better instead of both of their lives worse because he was so consumed with money and thinking about how he wanted to gain more work and how another person would take from him. And he just got to see all these past stories and he realized, oh my gosh, I miss reading for pleasure. I miss going through Robinson Crusoe and A Thousand and One Nights and and all these different stories that I could have just continued the love with, or, you know, my sister, my father, my, my ex fiance, uh, he also gets to see that he was happy at some points that he had joy that some of his old bosses at work had done good things for him. And this is so honestly hard for some of us to do, to look back into the past and to see the pain. There are several times in the story that I don't know about you, but I can relate with when Scrooge is like, don't show me anymore. I don't want to see anymore. 
I do that sometimes when I'm looking. And recently I started my um, my Substack account. I was waiting for about a year to start this till some of our other resource uh, newsletters were done. But I started it because I wanted to dare to love. I wanted to encourage you to dare to love and to experience that joy. And uh, switching stories just for a quick second, one of my favorite characters from LOTR, Gimli, talks about how he had seen the danger of love and light and realizing like, oh my gosh, like when you love, you put your heart out there. It is so scary. And I have kept myself from a lot of love for that very reason where I'm just like, nope, I'm not going to go there or I'm not going to visit that person or I'm not going to do that because I have to open up and then leave again. And he's like, I would rather face the fires of hell than have to leave what I love so much. And so I think that's why a lot of people don't look at the past because it hurts to look back and see what we left undone or even what was done so beautifully that we know we can't get back. It's painful at times, but it's worthy. And why is it worthy? It's worthy because you get to look back and see the beautiful things you've experienced with some joy. Yes, maybe some regret. But that regret stirs you to live better now. It helps you to see what you missed. And that's worthy because you can still change the world by thinking that through. I can think through on relationships that I missed and go, oh, had I been more of a gift giver to my mom, she would have been able to experience that blessing. And I can really look at that and say, okay, well, you were you know, 21 when she fell apart. But the truth is, I still missed it. And I can still say, now I want to be a more intentional gift giver because that's what I'm still not the best gift giver. I'm really not. So when I look back and think on that and allow myself to be changed by that, that's beautiful. And that's the same for you and your relationships and your life with your spouse, with your family, with your extended family. What do you regret? Think about that with me for just a moment. What is it that you wish that you had done? that you left undone. Think about something that maybe you can't go back and do that again, but you can do something, something ahead for somebody else, or you can allow that change to take root. Maybe it's even this. Often I fathom that people are so concerned with their children when they're babies. This always shocks me that they're like, oh my gosh, they don't, you know, they don't drink formula. They're only on this one, you know, protocol, these side sleepers or attachment parenting with nursing, whatever it is. And then by the time they're 12 years old, they're like on TikTok delivering oral sex. And I'm like, where is the discrepancy of not caring? And I know it's complicated, very, very layered issues. But remembering the love you have for your child, going back in those baby books might help you to sit with your 12-year-old. And I'm sure you're not having your 12-year-old do this. This is stories of people that I do hear, though, sometimes in my sessions. Um, But to be able to say maybe there's a niece or a nephew that you haven't really spent time with because you've been noticing that. I know that hits me hard when I think of my nieces and nephews and wishing that I was right there with them and and walking alongside them and then feeling like, oh, if I can't do everything, I won't do anything. And so it's kind of just sitting with what could be and bringing more of it to pass instead of none of it to pass. So I want you to sit with your past as we do the stance work. And again, you can look it up in the back of my book if you need more help on stances. Um, also, let's look at the present. So what in your life 
in the present is something that you feel like you could truly see as you look around. If you looked around with those eyes of Scrooge and you saw conversations that were happening in your community about you without you around, what would they say? I know one of the things that was moving to me this past year was my friend Elena of Ray of Light. She moved away into a different uh, state and her and I would probably get together just a couple times a year. And it was always lovely, but it was very intentional and often on her part, although she reminded me at our last person meeting, she's like, you know, you had this big group going. And when you were here, I first got to Florida, like say 10 years back, you had organized this big group. And it was my first foray into meeting all these other people and great community. And she's like, I just want to tell you that I know you've done more of your online work now, but that mattered, that you gathering people really matters. And I was like, mm, I'm touched by that. Even as I reshare that, I'm touched by that. So I've been this week trying to delve more into my best friend's life. Even though she's in Michigan, I've been trying to boxer her more. I've been trying to delve into the life of my um my friends that I saw in Chicago. I've been trying to delve into my local friends' lives. Um, that I have a couple friends where I'm really close with. Uh, but I'm just like, I'm right there with you. Like I need to make sure I make time for my people. And I'm not just in that space of like, oh, I'm so busy with my work and with my kids and with myself preserving that I forget the needs around me and also what's missing that I could contribute because we can't do it all. We're busy already, but what's something that's unique about you that you have? And if you have that joy like me, or you have the gift of fun like that, or you uh, perhaps have the gift of being a really good listener or going to the depths with somebody, or maybe your peaceful presence is, oh my gosh, so desired right now. Don't give up on that. And think about how Scrooge in that story, he was looking around and seeing, oh my gosh, there's a sick kid. There's people cursing my name because I don't spend time on anyone but myself. You know, there's people who are not only that realizing I'm the one missing out. One of his biggest feature moment and points that he makes is that he's the one missing out. His nephew says, you know, I just feel bad for my uncle because we're all having a great time here and he's literally missing it all. And so I just want you guys to think about how you can be more all in in your life right now and allow yourself a moment to glimpse and to see what could you be contributing to in that way in your community that you might have left behind or felt like you were not going to risk or felt like um, maybe you'd been burned and so you didn't want to go back to it. But I'm not asking for you to go back into a traumatized situation. I'm asking you to give in a place that needs your light. And there's so many places like that. So it could be something very small. Does not have to be the same thing as I talked about. Could be that you are now going to go back to that volunteer that used to hold babies in a nursery somewhere or a library that you're going to organize bookshelves, or you're going to uh, just drop off clothes at the recycling center. And instead of running out, you're going to go during hours and linger and chat. I know that's often a good one for me is just being present with the cashiers in my life, the people who are checking me out, the people who are, I, I'm saying at, at a store. Um, the people who are allowing me to, uh, you know, be in their lives for a moment, just honoring that space and being present is so big nowadays. Just looking up from that phone. Of course, it's so tempting for me to play a podcast of somebody's with AirPods at a grocery store. And um, I just challenge myself, take them off and be here. And that's what I want for you too, whether it be the little things like this or the big celebrations. I hope it's a smattering of both uh, and that you do pace that you do rest and that you do know that 
uh, some of us like myself, you know, have learned the hard way that you can't overdo in this area, but I don't want you to miss it. Okay. So let's talk about the future. One of the biggest pieces of um, our life with our families is not just the past, not just the present of being present with our spouses and friends, et cetera, but being there for our future kids, generations, the legacy we're leaving. What are we doing to make the world a better place? Uh, there's a lot of people here that are going to outlive me. I'm 44 now, and there's a lot of people who are just being born. What am I doing to encourage those people? I know my niece, Bella, she writes me every single morning a prayer request, and it's always in the middle of something. Inevitably, I'm writing a blog or you know, looking at notes or doing my journaling or exercise, but what's always so good and in a good way dysregulating for me is she asks very particular prayers. She is such a sweetie. And it's always those ninth grade prayers that you're like, I forgot how tough ninth grade can be. And now she has a boyfriend. So I'm going to have to really pray about this girl, but we're close. And she's in Indiana and she's just like, Aunt Krista, can you please pray for my gym class and my swimming? And you guys remember that, like swimming in high school and how cold it was. And especially if you're a girl, like all the things that go with that, that were so challenging and hard. And, you know, she's like my algebra and and then I saw her at Thanksgiving and she's like telling me about like how algebra is actually going and it's not going very well and and putting some legs on all these prayers. I'm just like, darling, I am praying for you. Every time I see these messages, I'm stopping and praying and she's also praying for me. And it just reminds me to tell you this, like praying for and being thoughtful toward taking time for the generations outside of your little home. It matters. Don't just be about you and your little fold. Be about loving others. And that takes a lot of intention with your time. And you know, I'm all about that here. Um, also with your marriage, you know, this episode could, you could relayer it. And I do this in my book about marriage um, because I know that some of us as spouses are past focused. Some of us are, you know, dwelling on the bad of the past. Sometimes we're dwelling on, I can't love my spouse because of the traumas we've had. I've certainly done that. Um, you know, the present where you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't think about the present because I'm too worried about our relationship and I can't even enjoy it. Um, that is something we can bring to marriage or in the future sense with marriage, we can forget to dream together. And I realized that recently when uh, Wes was approaching me with a dream and I was just reminding myself in that week, you need to start dreaming with him. You need to start reminding yourself of all the dreams that you can place out because that is a beautiful gift to give to your husband to say, let's do this. Let's do that instead of just sort of doing my dreams. And it was good that he shared one with me, but I was really quick like, okay, this is so good. Like, I love that he just shared this small dream, but I want to make sure that I share some of mine too so he can, you know, have a role in hearing what those are and, and know that I care about the future. So whether it's with the next generation, whether it's with your spouse, your kids, um, I would love to see you become more caring about bringing the joy and the dreams. Um, and it's not just when I think of dreams, I don't think of just selfish dreams. I'm thinking about, yes, a few of them might be things like travel and fun things you could do because that's awesome. Um, and, and that's beautiful. And I want you to have times of rest, but also it's dreams about like 
some of the dreams we talk about are, what do we want to do to serve the world? What is the great purpose that we would like to fill? What are the aches we see around us now and that we see emerging in the next generation? So I think that it's important for you to look at these things too. I love how Scrooge gets this redemptive chance. And I want you to know that if you're listening here now, you are also included in that redemptive chance. You have a chance to be God's light in the world and you have a chance to serve others and you get this chance, this glorious chance when he awakens and sees, oh my gosh, it's not over. I still have another moment, even just moment. You didn't even hear me say day, just in this moment, what is the good I could do for my fellow mankind and womankind? I I want you to think on that. I want you to sit with me before we end this episode and think about something good you could do. Maybe it's, oh, I need to get back in those baby books, or I need to start looking back on my spouse and my marriage and really remind myself of all the amazing things we had done. Um, I was listening to that Taylor Swift song the other day, Long Live, on my date night with Wes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cry because I was remembering that song evoked emotion for me that I had buried. And I was like, oh, it's good to think back on our marriages and the long times before. You know, I'm thinking back now on that song. I was thinking back to age 16. And so I want you to dig a little with your people and, and re- you know, wrestle up these memories. And I want you to sit in the present, even though it's hard and scary and say, what is the good around me and what good can I bring around me and what's missing because of me not bringing it? And then what is the good I can do in the future and, and start today. So you got your assignment from me. Um, you have all of our, hopefully, you know, ideas, sales, uh, you know, blogs, we're adding so many blogs for you right now too, because we have been writing these private blogs for the last few years. And so Jen is out there actually incorporating those in our regular blogs. We have tons of free ways. We're inspiring you out there at enneagramandmarriage.com. Tons of sales. And then of course now Substack as well, where we're daring ourselves uh, in the new Substack of light and joy to come in again and again to wrestle with these paradoxes of knowing it will hurt, but that we can still be vulnerable and brave and then take rests. So hope you're doing this work with me. So excited that we got to talk together today about the Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol. And I hope you will have fun this season trying to take on this lovely task of loving the world and shining your light. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.